0: hello everybody welcome back to the student pod i am one of the lovely co-hosts katie zentgraf i use she her pronouns and i am joined by hello
1: it's me welcome back it's been a while it's been a hot minute um my name is marissa i'm also one of the co-hosts i use she they pronouns and today even though it is the finale, it's bittersweet, but it is the best episode because it's pride. It's pride month. Pride week.
0: <laughs> we had to go out with a bang. Yes. Uh, and best just conversation. Just a lovely co-host episode. Just us talking all things queer gay UCSB. Yes. Um, but before we get into that, we're
1: just gonna kinda we're gonna chat, you know, we're gonna update you about our lives, what's been happening um because you know we haven't been here in a while mm-hmm. haven't seen your face katie in a while not that i'm like literally seeing it because it's online but like we haven't seen each other in a few weeks
0: i know marissa i miss you <laughs> i wish we could have done first, but <laughs> finals week what can we do well
1: it's not even like finals week it's like it's like the the pain and suffering before dead week <laughs> yeah it's like it's finals
0: eve literally and, and it's worse yep <laughs> In my case, it's almost worse, but um, I'm doing good. Life's been pretty hectic lately. All of my jobs and different responsibilities across campus have been all kind of coming to a head, and everything is like and school with finals and like final projects, final um, like programs I'm coordinating. Like all of it's coming together, so it's been a little stressful. But I've been all right. I've been hanging in there. How have you been doing, Marissa? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> real, I'm,
1: uh, a little painful a little painful i like this is also me like moving out for the first time because moving in was a pain and suffering i just would like to mention but also the fact that i am a little bit of a material girl and over the course of the last nine months um i've accumulated a few things including a mini fridge but like that's besides the <laughs> um yeah so move outs happening I've got a test I got papers to do your girl yeah and work and this I have to do this too (laughs) Um, yeah (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. this is the fun part though this is fun for me I I get to talk all things pride queer gay we love to see it um but yeah no this is the fun part but no it's been stressful honestly everything like the last three weeks of every quarter is usually where it's like I don't want to do anything except be a hermit and then get things done and then sleep.
0: That's <laughs> that's that's basically my life right now. I relate to that. My life has just been go go go, and then when I get a break, it's like I sleep. don't want to get up. I don't want to go of bed. <laughs> I most of the time don't get out of bed. Um yeah. but hey, okay, we're getting through it. It's only a couple of weeks to go. Mm-hmm. I also have to move out, and the idea of doing that makes me want to throw up and I cause I haven't <laughs> done anything. I could have been preparing this whole like past couple of weeks, taking stuff home little by little. No, I haven't done anything. Well, I feel like it's a little bit easier for you because you don't have to coordinate with
1: roommates, you know? True. Like um, cause I three of my roommates and I are moving out on the same day, which is going to be <laughs> so fun. Um, but yeah, I no, you have to coordinate who's cleaning what and what's getting done where and like the amount of boxes that are going to be starting to appear in the next week. It's going to be so much fun, but you know, um, mm-hmm. I'm just happy. I know where my stuff is going. There's no like, I'm not up in the air about that. I know where I'm living next year. That's another thing that happened um you know things are coming full circle and you know what and it's the best time of month to do that because I get to be my extra gay self um not <laughs> upset because it's still yeah. still June you
0: know? well
1: you know I I'm extra gay usually every time of the year but I have an excuse
0: <laughs> this month specifically <laughs> yeah it's okay it's a t- it's okay to, it's kind okay of really shine Thought yeah we really talk about it um congrats on getting housing not always the easiest thing yeah Yeah, so congrats on that that stress of not having housing i've been there this year and that was rough but i got through it you got through it i'm proud of you happy it worked out and i'm on the first floor which means no stairs (laughs) me too i'm just in like a back unit of a house so i have to I'm assuming park at the street and then probably have to walk everything back. But hey, I'll take that over stairs, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I moved my, my room right now is on the second floor and you have to walk everything up and that was not fun. And it was so hot in August when we moved in. There was like the crazy um what was that? Like heat. There was like a whole it was a I don't know.
1: Yeah. Temperatures were too high.
0: Exactly. And I'm really
1: hoping we have maybe not the rain we're having right now, but like you know, colder weather when we move out. That's what I'm aiming for, you know, with the colder weather.
0: Yeah, I would agree. because You get hot moving like everything in and out in and out. But then I need to, I need the sun back. Honestly, I think all of California has been missing the sun. Yeah. At least the majority, I've been missing the sun. It doesn't really feel the like- The fact sun. that it's
1: June and it's raining is hilarious to me.
0: <laughs> Bloom, I mean, I just- i i miss being outside and i want to feel like happy and like ending the year like everybody let's go outside let's have a beach day let's have a final this or that before the year ends but it's like i don't want to leave the building i don't want to do anything i don't want to <laughs> i want to go outside it's borderline raining so it, it's a state of mind it's a state of mind i think it's just um, started, which is actually funny yeah
1: I, I'm literally watching the rain. It's great. Yeah. Anyway.
0: Awesome. <laughs> <Also>,
1: uh, anyways. <laughs> yeah. And also, I would just like to say, I keep saying um, being my gay self. I would just like to say I use gay as a general term. Your girl. I identify as more so queer because I don't like explaining myself to people, especially people who don't necessarily are a part of the community. Um, but that is what this podcast episode is for. We are here to explain. We're here to open the conversation. So I feel like it's very much overdue and very much needed. Um, But yes, I identify as asexual, um, panromantic, and clear definition. Asexual, if you guys don't know what that means, is um, basically a lack of sexual attraction. It's the best way I could describe it. Not that it's not there. It's just that um, it's not happening for me. (laughs) newsflash but that doesn't mean that there's not romantic attraction um there's also aromantic it's a whole spectrum whole spectrum uh demisexual um but yeah no identify as asexual panromantic um and yeah and that is why i say queer because it's easier queer and gay
0: (laughs) it makes life easier i can kind Um, of really i like I usually just say I'm, I'll be like, oh, I'm I'm gay or like, oh, I'm, I'm bi. Like, I think I technically use the, the label bisexual, but if you really like look at the definition, I would say I'm pan, um, just because I don't care that much and I don't want to like give into the binary and I, I think that my attraction goes beyond that. So bisexual isn't technically correct, but it's a lot easier for me to explain to other people. So it's usually my go-to, um. Which is kind of annoying but lately I've been saying queer a lot more or just being like gay and then if I don't want to explain it I don't have to I used to feel like I had to like really sit yeah. down and tell people exactly what I was thinking or feeling or attracted to or not attracted to and I've just come to the consensus that I don't need to talk about it if I don't want to or I need to explain but I feel that I like
1: that is why I usually say queer or gay because people understand that they're like oh yeah okay right um And just like trying to explain asexuality to people who like the majority of the population aren't, it's very difficult (laughs) because I don't think they understand that that's like a concept that exists. Like I didn't even know asexuality was a thing until last year. Um, I went through a whole identity crisis from junior year of high school all the way to where we are currently sitting and still am. And you know what? Sexuality is, it's fluid. Um, you know, you could change your mind, you know, Hey, I might change my, my opinion might change about myself. And you know what? That's the beauty of exploring. Yeah, no hate explaining it. So we're just going to go with queer.
0: Uh- <laughs> you said that, um, you said you just kind of discovered the term asexual, what a year ago, mm-hmm. how was that for you? Like when you discovered, um but that was a possibility or something to identify as was that like a light bulb moment for you or did it still take was it like oh immediately like oh that is my community that that I've never felt more like seen or did it take you some time or did you not really care about having the label like what was your experience with that like figuring that out so many questions so we're gonna start from the beginning <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna give you the whole
1: uh rundown of Marissa's life story with it in terms of her sexuality okay so I come from a religious family and so me and sexuality, it's always going to be like a little bit of a gray area because I'm always going to probably question it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Katie's doing a finger cross. <laughs> um, it's going to be a little bit of a gray area. Um, so not because I don't want it to be, it's just because I grew up with certain ideologies and they go against kind of what I where I am now. But because of that, I've always kind of hopscotched around different, like, identities. Because I didn't know, like, obviously I knew what gay was, generally speaking, growing up. But, like, I didn't know what it meant until later on. And so when I was exploring myself, I was like, what are all these words? What does this mean? Like, do I identify as this? I don't know. I was so confused. And so when I finally came out, I came out as bisexual because... Generally speaking, that's just easy for everyone to understand, you know, you like both guys and girls, but that wasn't how I was feeling because realistically speaking, I don't want to have a sexual relationship with either or, and I didn't realize that until I saw a YouTube video. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> <Before> I... <laughs> My defense is not, it's not that weird. I promise you. <laughs> This girl she's um she's part of the gaming circle she's an influencer she streams but she's also asexual and she was explaining her asexuality in a video and I was like this is a thing like mind blown like fireworks going off like that one scene from that one TV show where there's just like magic happening behind her that was me
0: watching I was gonna this say, video I
1: where he eats, like, the cheese and the grape at the same time. Yep, pretty much, pretty much. That was me when I found out asexuality was a thing, and I went down this rabbit hole of kind of, like, looking and, like, understanding these terms. And I, even though I, at that point, knew what asexuality was, I didn't want to identify as it because I wasn't sure. I was, like, I was confused. Like, I didn't know. Um, And then we went between being gay and being pan for a while I hopscotched between the two because I wasn't sure um and then my friends and I we all had an intervention with each other it was kind of out of the blue and they're like Marissa you're asexual aren't you and I'm like maybe yeah probably (laughs) And and that's kind of how it went and um now we're here Um, pan-romantic kind of happened later on because I was like, I'm just going to define as asexual. But then they're also like, are you also aromantic? And I'm like, what does that mean? I don't know what that (laughs) means. (laughs) So now we're here. And you know what? I'm happy to be here. Um, love representing my community, even though I feel like a lot of people don't know we exist. I feel like it's one of those niche ones where it's like people don't realize it's a thing
0: until you meet someone who is asexual, and you're like, that's a thing. Yeah, I think it's also a little bit more, like, misunderstood by people, too, mm-hmm. and not talked about as much or not really represented as much. Like, I can't really think of any representation of asexual people in media off the top of my head, personally. Um, So that was something that I discovered coming to probably college as well, or maybe during quarantine, like, from the internet, like, TikTok really just... I, I ingested a lot of TikTok, um, and heard a lot of different perspectives and stuff, but I didn't really get a full grasp of it until college and even recently, my coworker who identifies as asexual, they are incredible first of all mm-hmm. but second of all, they did um we do these like uh, during our r a weekly staff meetings sometimes we have um, presentations that each of the team members will do for the team. So it could be about anything you want. We had one staff member teach us about mindfulness. Um, I did one about student affairs and all of the different departments that kind of go under student affairs. Of course, I did that. Um, of course, I I thought of a lot of things to do. Kind <laughs> of, I was just talking about how you could get involved in student affairs. And basically, the goal of these presentations is to like do a a staff enrichment. So enrich the team with um more resources, more information for themselves, but also to pass it on to their floor as RAs. anyways um my coworker who identifies as asexual they did a presentation about um just like being queer in general and went through every single letter in lgbtq and uh, some of them of course everyone was like we understand whatever um but it was a really awesome presentation and it really laid everything out and the asexual section was really in depth and there was a lot of things that i honestly like had not really heard defined and laid out to me in that way um, and really seen the spectrum of different types of attractions and the categories and how those can vary for people all types everybody not just asexual people but then adding those to your identity and I thought that was really helpful and really awesome and something I want to like send to my parents without sending to my parents like (laughs) I was like how do I send this presentation to my parents without sending it to them you know yeah Um, but it was really awesome and really helpful and I wish that was something that maybe I had when I was like growing up. Like that whole person. Oh,
1: I wish I had it. It make life <laughs> so much easier. I wish yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was like personally. so less confused. Um but yeah, no, just like opening up the conversation cuz like you said, there isn't really representation in media and that's how we grasp and understand things is from entertainment, from pop culture. And so when you don't see it very often you don't really understand it or you don't even know about it in the first place so i feel like asexuality and the spectrum that it is with everything else is um something that needs to be talked about more but um throwing that question back at you how <laughs> did how did we uh
0: how did bisexuality come into the picture how did we come to be um yeah. so it was a long weird process i would say Um, growing up, I like kind of, I knew there was something up. I knew something was a little like, mm, um, like my first kiss was in kindergarten with a girl, but I still don't call that my first kiss because you think of, I think of like my high school, like I was 15 kissing a boy for the first time as my first kiss, but that's just my brain being a little like wired or like trained to think that way, I think, Mm -hmm. but I always knew something was up. Um, I remember the first time I did kiss a girl—the girl in kindergarten that I kissed. We, I, we looked each other, and we were like, "We're not lesbians. Like, we can't go to hell." Like that was a conversation I had at like six with this girl. Like that is so sad. Um, so I basically suppressed all of those feelings my whole life, and I was also attracted to men, so I kind of got by, and like didn't necessarily have to open that conversation up and I could get through like my primary education and living at home and then basically the second I moved out I was like okay let's like address the gigantic elephant in the room that you are not straight girl Um, yeah and I kind of got to be more open with myself and honest with myself because I had had those attractions and I had a long-term boyfriend in high school so I wasn't really thinking about it, but once we broke up, I was like, okay, like, I definitely can't ignore these things that I've been thinking or feeling, and I came, I moved out, so my first year was online due to COVID, so I stayed at home with my family, and then I moved out the summer before my sophomore year, and I lived in IV for a couple months just to kind of, like, adjust, and I had money saved up, and I was like, get me the hell out of here, please, so I moved to IV. And I kind of got to be my own person for a couple months. And I was like, okay, I think that I'm bisexual. I think that is the term that I am, but I didn't say it out loud ever at all. And I was very like ashamed of it. And I definitely suppressed it. And like, even like any interactions I had with girls, like I wouldn't tell my best friend about that I was living with who I've known since I was 10. Like there was no reason for me to hide those things from her. Yet I just was kind of not, I hadn't come to terms with it. And I think the the first time I would fully identified as it and said it out loud was my first year being an RA. So going into my sophomore year, uh, you do like two weeks of pretty intensive training. And I think one of the first days, our team sat around of all of our RAs and our lead staff and we did a hot seat where you just get random questions fired at you for like a minute. And it was just kind of to get to know each other a little bit. And one was, what's your sexuality? And you could tell the truth, or you could lie, and you could pass. So I didn't have to, I could have said anything. And I was, like, bisexual. It just, like, came out. And I'd never said it before. I had never admitted it. And then I, like, kind sh- of, like, shocked myself. And I was like, um, okay. So I feel like I kind of, like, nobody knew me. Nobody, I didn't know any of these people. I'd barely been a student because my first year was online. Um. So I kind of just felt like it was a new place to kind of be honest with myself and open. So I said it, and it's, worked for me ever since in some and for the most part um like I said earlier the it's just kind of like the easiest thing for me to explain so I do identify with it but queer makes I guess more sense I say I've been saying queer a lot more but I think that was that was kind of me coming to terms and being like okay I've accepted this and I'm fine with it and then I didn't I didn't come out to my family until last father's day which was
1: (laughs) father's day oh 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 Oh. awful (laughs) I will say, literally, your story is, like, very similar to mine. Like, extremely. I I came out to my parents as bisexual, like, the minute that I, like, kind of came to terms with the fact that I wasn't straight. Um, but I also told them that I was no longer religious at the same time. Hey, that's and okay. so, um, I would just like to say for anyone who is in the closet thinking about coming out. I just want to, I'm supporting you, you know, you, you are valid without, uh, <laughs> you are valid without having to come out. However, you know, maybe do it slowly, you know, do it gradually. Um, because doing it two two home runs at the same time probably isn't, um, the best way to do it. Um, coming from
0: experience um um yeah Mm -hmm. I can't believe you that's wow I mean hey I get it once I'm uh once I like started having that conversation it just like really opened the door to yeah yeah the door was open so it was like I might as well just hit you might as well hit him with everything I mean I don't know I like didn't even I had come to terms with it and I didn't tell my family for about like over a year of uh, living here and being like fully bisexual and it's so crazy too because I everybody like I feel like oh li- it's not a secret that I'm bisexual like I talk about it all the time I make jokes about it like it's it's very like silly and like haha it's like not a secret that I'm that I'm bi or queer here at all like I'll wear my pride earrings that i made which is <laughs> um funny and just stuff like that and that whole year if my family visited or anything it was kind of like this weird secret Kind of um, I just didn't really want to bring it up. I didn't want to have the conversation. And I honestly did, wasn't going to until I had someone I was interested in that wasn't male identifying. Um, and that's basically what happened. I was talking to somebody and I was like, oh, I would I would tell my parents about this. So then it kind of like led me to coming out. But it wasn't like the reason like I needed to do it anyways. And then my it actually the if you're going to come out to your family, do it in a safe, comfortable way. If you feel comfortable and want to, yeah. um, for me, I did it on Father's Day when we had been drinking and there was an argument already started. And I said, let me just throw this into the mix. So that was also not a good idea on my part at all. And it led me to get really hurt. And it wasn't the best, most sit down, approachable situation for anybody. Um, so it was like not a great time, I would say. But that's okay. It's come It's come around. It's come, it's gotten better. And I, ha- I feel like I have a community here. So, yeah. And you know what? It's something you do on your own
1: terms when you're ready. Like, never... I don't recommend or I don't want anybody to do this. But don't come out if you don't want to. You don't need to. I feel like there's such pressure to, like, put labels on things and put labels on yourself. You are fine, girly, just the way you are. And I know that's stereotypical, but it's true. And I would just like to say that. So, Katie, you were talking about community. We were we were chatting um, about that.
0: Just a little bit. I think coming out was interesting, having that like duality of my home life and my UCSB campus life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I found a lot of support and community and acceptance here. But I'm kind of curious about what your experience is like here at UCSB or just in Santa Barbara as a whole in being queer up here yeah i mean
1: the thing is is you have to go and find these spaces it's not like openly like advertised unless you know where to look i guess um like i follow the resource center that's that's how i get all my information um i'm talking about the resource center for gender and sexual diversity for the for people listening who don't do not know what i'm talking about um but yeah no so I found out about this lovely little thing and I kind of wish I knew about it earlier but there's apparently a group me group chat for asexual and aromantics and prior to that prior to joining that group chat I have not met a single asexual person on campus my entirety time here and I get onto this group chat and there's like 70 something people on here. And I'm like, where have you guys been? You guys, Some of you have to be art majors. Cause if I'm, I'm an art major, you have to be an art major. I'm like, where have you been girly? And so it's been lovely just chatting. I have like book recommendations that are clear and we've got events that have been happening and all this other fun stuff. So I'm excited for next year because it means that I get to have a community. I get to talk to girlies that are like me, which is so nice. So nice to have that. Um, and then I also have, like, my own personal community, which is my group of friends, which we all came out gay around the same time. Which is also kind of funny. <laughs> well, yeah, okay. To be fair, one, like, we knew he was gay. It's just we didn't talk about it until he started talking about it. And so once he started talking about it, we're like, well here's the thing i'm also <laughs> it was like it's a, like, a like, domino <laughs> effect <laughs> really? um and so we all kind of bonded over this and now we're queer besties and we have been so i mean even though we didn't talk about this in high school i feel like we're closer than ever even though we've known each other for literal years so um yeah that's my community um right. so yeah, yeah uh one of the questions on um that someone sent actually uh if you oh i'm curious so speaking of the resource center uh have you gone to any of the i don't want to say like pride events because they just started doing some pride events because it is pride month but have you gone to any like
0: queer events if so what was it um i personally love the rcsgd uh I think they're a really awesome center on campus. Like even if I just want to go study in there, I have on many occasions. So I'm using the RCSGD kind of a lot. I also follow them on Instagram. I highly recommend for all of our listeners at home. They're always posting about a bunch of different resources or programs or events going on. And I think it's really helpful because sometimes you need that extra push of like, oh, I didn't realize I wanted to find a book club in my community. I didn't realize I wanted to go to an event around XYZ or open up a conversation about my experience and have a place for it. Um so following that has been really awesome. Um but I recently went to Qtopia this past weekend and Ooh. I was really excited about that. I don't I, I assume the RCSTD was involved. I know it was mostly the queer and trans commission through AS, but I honestly don't really know the inner workings of those two resources and how they work together. Um, I should probably look into that I don't really know their relationship with each other but I assume they both were involved anyways that was Isla Vista's first pride festival I just learned and I think that's kind of insane that that is our first pride festival how has that not happened before (laughs) that is actually mind-boggling to me so anyways I went to that I went and supported a friend specifically my friend Kat follow KB Creative on Instagram they make incredible really really dope art and they were selling prints and different shirts and tote bags they had made. And so I sat with them while they had like a little station and were selling. So I did that. But I also got to walk around and check out other stations, other vendors, other queer vendors. Um, There was a lot of different like businesses in the area and IV that were also supporting either through selling food or having discounts or having their own like pride themed stuff but I think that's my favorite thing I've been to so far I was really excited that I was a part of the first um pride festival and I got to attend and next year I think I'd want to help um be more involved beforehand and kind of seeing what the planning process looks like yeah maybe be a vendor I would love to sell my earrings next year I think that's my goal yes yes (laughs) yeah so I think that's my goal and I think it was really awesome did you get a chance to check that out or any other events this year? um this weekend i was a hermit
1: so no but i definitely i hope this is an annual thing because i will make sure i check it out next year um just a little bit inconvenient time with everything but um no i've been to quite a few of events that the resource center has been putting on um unfortunately i didn't able i wasn't able to go to this event but i do want to shout it out because it sounded so fun um, the group chat mentioned that they were doing an ASIN um, arrow picnic um, with painting tote bags, which I've done previously with the Resource Center, but I was so sad I couldn't get to go. But they do that quite frequently. So if you are interested in doing something like that, they do them quite a lot throughout the uh, year. So love to see it. But anyway, uh, one of the questions was uh, because I mentioned resource center. One of them was if we were to put on an event for pride, what would it be? What would you want to do Katie? Um, Besides a pride event, like a, like a, the Qtopia.
0: Yeah, I definitely would like to help with Qtopia next year. I'm kind of looking into getting more involved with the RCSGD and Mm -hmm. possibly the queer and trans commission next year, just because I don't really have anything on my, agenda I don't have a job lined up or an internship or like any kind of major involvements I have a few but I'm kind of trying to figure out what I want to do with my senior year and I think that that would be a community that I really would want to work in and help program plan and whatnot because I already love doing that through my RA job um there was like a little something that a couple people on my team were putting together that I like was kind of like in the know of but not I didn't really coordinate much but we Mm -hmm. are giving out a bunch of queer like merch and flags at the front desk which I think is really cool but I think that if I were to throw an event I would kind of bounce off of the idea that I had earlier this year I threw a sex toy bingo night which I don't know if I've mentioned previously on the pod or not but I basically gave away a bunch of sex toys and um also non-sex related um just self-care products and packages um all in discrete ways so no one knew what was going on Mm -hmm um and promoted sexual health and like uh interpersonal violence uh like training not training but kind of awareness yeah. of uh, facts and whatnot uh from different resources on campus and also just our knowledge but I think that I would love to have like a queer spin on that it was already a very inclusive event we had a lot of different like things going on and everything was very discreet and we brought in a lot of different people from a lot of different areas But I think putting a queer spin on that would be kind of fun and do something similar. Kind of self-care related. I like that we're talking about mental health. I think that's something that isn't really talked about in general, but especially not for the queer community because everyone just kind of puts their arms up and is like, I don't know. Um, And nobody talks about it. So I think that that would be something really fun. Also, Marissa, update about that Mm -hmm. event. I won an of the month award for that, which we do on campus. There's like of the month. You can nominate people. But beyond that, we we like went on and I didn't know any of this was happening. We went on and we won a regional award, like for an educational program at a camp, at a, at a college campus. We won like this regional, like big award. So right. I, like, right. I know. I was like, I didn't even know that was happening. So I'm really, really proud of um my coworker, Adriana and I had put that on. She killed it. We both honestly like had so much fun putting that together. But I think i would do something similar to that, but more. I think all my bingo questions or if it was jeopardy or whatever game um would be more queer related and like educational. Bye.
1: I would love to see that and I would totally attend. I <laughs> sign me up. <laughs> I would totally attend. No, I don't know what I would do. I I always like want to promote art, so it might have been something art related. I always I actually recently did because for those who don't know, I turned 21 recently. And so my friends and I we went to <laughs> we went to like a paint and wine sip situation. It was so fun. I don't even like wine it was fun. <laughs>
0: um,
1: yeah, and I just I loved it was also all women. So it was um a women owned organized like event situation um and companies so yeah exactly so maybe something like that obviously because we're on a college campus non-alcoholic drinks you know but that also can be fun but just like being around people that love doing art I would just love to do that I feel like it'd be so much fun um that or um I really wanted to go to the prom there's been like a lot of proms happening and I just I don't have a dress for it or anything and I'm so sad I was like if I knew this was happening earlier, I would have brought the prom dress that just never got to be used. (laughs) I would have. Um, Well, I say prom dress. I was actually going to wear a suit for my senior prom. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But yeah, no, now I know next year that I need to bring it um, during winter break. So I have it ready to go. (laughs)
0: Yeah. I have my my prom dress at home sitting in my closet. And every single time I go home, I'm like, what the hell am I going to do with this? It just sits there and I'm like, but yeah, I, I saw the prom too. I had a lot of friends go. I was trying to go and I just don't think it happened. I think I had a paper or something that night, which that's uh... messed up. <laughs> Homophobic timing. I don't know, I but know. <laughs> but I really liked that event. A lot of people had fun at that, but there was a, also a queer speed dating which I just thought would be so fun. I just thought that'd be really, really we silly. We should do that. Because we we so yep. I think it'd be fun to just get to know people. And I think that at the end of the day, you probably make a lot of friends, but also what does that process even look like? Like, I just think that that would be a really- Have you never speed dated? No, I've never done that. So I feel like that'd be a really inclusive, safe, fun way to do. Also, oh my gosh, how did I forget this earlier? Um, The pride climbing events. Those are the best. Yes, I actually been to one of those. That was fun.
1: Um, no, I'm just funny that you haven't. I feel like you, you're a person that would like speed date. I don't know. I see you. I see <laughs> you doing that. that uh, well, not like a, a bad thing. I just feel like that's kind of like, it's like ultra socializing. And I feel like
0: you would just thrive in that environment. <laughs> I just love to chit chat. So if I could chit chat with like 15 people and it's time. So then it's like, okay. Yeah. Yeah on like I think I would really thrive in that environment so next year we should go I'll I'll push you I'll to go. go I'll go uh, but you have to remind me because I'm gonna forget so you gotta
1: you gotta text me you can be like Marissa we're going to this and I'm like okay okay I got it Hey, we're good okay. <laughs> I think we covered everything on the Q&A but if you guys ever have any questions um, for us not even pride related but anything um hit up the dms on instagram ucsb students i am always there i'm living in the dms so if you send me something i will i will see it and i will respond to the best of my ability but i love hearing your questions thank you for giving them to us um love to see uh everyone's comments questions and concerns um but yeah i love pride month i love talking about everything gay with katie it's the greatest conversation in the world um and even though it's bittersweet because this is our last episode for season one and katie is leaving us unfortunately she's departing um i will continue this so the podcast is not disappearing it's going to continue um and if you guys want to be a part of it let me know again ucsb students on instagram i'd love to have you on the podcast anyway i will see you on the flip side katie any last
0: words I do have some last words. Um, yeah. I just wanted to say thank you, Marissa. I honestly yeah. have had such a pleasant time co-hosting this podcast. It honestly has been one of the better things I do <laughs> throughout the month. And it makes me excited to talk to people across campus and get some different perspectives and share it, share our conversations with everyone and kind of see what's going on. And even if it's just us chatting about gay stuff on campus, like I have so much fun and I love chatting with you and I'm going to miss the podcast dearly. Um unfortunately this is something I won't be doing next year. Yeah. Um but Marissa's going to kill it and maybe I can come back as a guest. I Yeah, I mean, hey, I'll hit you up. Love we'll have to have an update. I'll I'll be in your Instagram DMs. Everyone DM okay. UCSB students. Yes, please. Please DM me. I'd love to have a conversation with. you. <laughs> uh, besides that, I think I just want to say happy pride and yeah, happy pride graduates and everyone Ooh. getting through the year proud of you we see you and we're all getting through and we're gonna keep getting through yes i
1: believe in you and we will see you in the next episode goodbye